this is Julie. And this is Alicia. And you're listening to Getting, Getting Booked. Good morning. Hey everybody. So we are coming to you live um, from my office and Julie is actually on speakerphone today because we are trying to stay safe and stay healthy so that's why I'm sitting in my closet (laughs) she is sitting in her closet I am in my office in my pjs with a blanket on just living that quarantine life nothing too exciting it's uh it's tough I am you know I, I would consider myself an extroverted introvert and I like staying home, but I did like going one or two places, and so this is Same. just starting to get to me after about a month and a half. I so feel that <clears throat> I can't wait to go to the thrift store and the bookstore and everything Coffee else. shops. Coffee shops. All the things. I also want to say a di- quick disclaimer. Um, I might have to get up a few times to um, let my cats in and out because they're brats. Um, and also I'll be clearing my throat and stuff. I swear I don't have coronavirus. I just have really bad allergies and it's such a tragic time to have really bad allergies. Especially when you have allergies and anxiety. And so you just, you don't know if your, um, your shortness of breath is coming from, you know, the pollen outside or the, um, you know, all the anxiety that stems from being stuck in your house for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, it's really just, it's not the best time. Mhm. Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree with that. And as you're talking about anxiety and stuff, I'm sitting here drinking like my third coffee, and then I wonder why. <laughs> and then I wonder why. I'm like, oh, my chest hurts, and I'm like, my mouth is dry, and I feel like I'm shaking and all that. And it's like, oh yeah, it's because you've are on your like third iced coffee of the day and you've not had any real food so i love that one of the uh that one of the recommendations when you look up if you're like me and i know you are you've had anxiety for years and so you you probably should know everything about it but i still find myself googling ways to relieve it and it always says to stop drinking caffeine and i'm like well that's not gonna happen so next yeah no i like yeah ain't happening i can't survive without it i can't function without it not like happening. i'd rather just be anxious i think oh 100 percent um oh. my highlight for the day is that i'm doing a target order pickup oh my god and i mean it's not even like really fun stuff but you know it's still target so i feel like that's kind of normal yeah um, you're getting like a taste a taste of Target. Exactly. And I recently found out about you know the big volcano candles that are in like anthropology and all those stores and they're like thirty dollars. They're huge, but they smell so good. Yes. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So I recently found out um, through the uh, the good internet that there is a dupe for them at Target. And they are $5, um, and they're called the Red 
mandarin and guava um and it's through threshold and so of course i had to add two of those to my cart well so i know they're a good dupe i know exactly what i'm doing the moment we're done recording and that's uh <laughs> going online and buying a ton of stuff from target online and going and picking it up because exactly. they have a candle there that I really want to um, try. It's supposed to smell like Tom Ford's uh, cologne, which what? is like a tobacco and vanilla. And that's like my favorite scent ever. So, and they it apparently is like a huge candle. So, like a three wick. Okay. And... Well, you review that one and I'll review this one and yes. we'll meet back about it. Yeah, next month along with talking about uh, books and uh, murder, we will be discussing candle reviews, monthly candle reviews. I mean, I think it makes sense. You gotta, you gotta watch your murder mystery shows and you gotta read your books by candlelight or you're not doing it right. Right? I was just telling Jason, I was like, I, I, I went crazy last weekend and cleaned the crap out of my closet. Like I have about four or five uh -huh. trash bags filled with clothing. And it's all clothing that I was like, I'll fit into this again one day. And it's stuff from like when I was 20, which is just not going to happen. And yeah. just things like, you know, that you hold on to for some reason. And you're like, why am I doing this? So I just like went crazy the other day and completely cleaned everything out. And I told Jason, I was like, I have a ton of really cute like holiday and Halloween PJ sets. But I think, given the times, I deserve a new yeah. PJ set. So I'm definitely gonna hit up. I agree. Yet. I mean, now's the time. I mean, I bought a pair of really cute Halloween pajamas the other day, and I've worn them, you know, every night. Yeah, it makes me feel better. Yeah, for real. I wore my Halloween uh, PJs last week because I was like, I'm just gonna pretend that it's the fall and this is all over. And we're in spooky yeah. season. I don't understand why this couldn't have happened during um, a time when the weather is, you know, not nice. And, yeah. you know, I wouldn't call myself a super outdoorsy person, but I do like to be outdoors sometimes, especially when the weather is like this. Yeah. And it would just be so much easier if it was, like, dreary and rainy. So, shout mm -hmm. out to the people in, like, Oregon, which happens to be where our book is based. Yes. And also, I would like to note that Ashland is a very real place, and the author, Ellie Alexander, lives there, and she has a YouTube channel, and she does a walking tour of downtown and shows where everything is. And That's really cool. It is so cool because it really helps like visualize the setting of the book. And mm -hmm. so like the theater and like the bake shop and the police station, all of that are real. Like obviously Tort isn't real, but there is a bake like a bakery where she envisions Tort to be. Oh, that's cool. So, I really want to go there. Though. Yeah, I know. It looks amazing. She does um her uh both on her instagram and her youtube are ellie alexander author i believe or just ellie alexander but if you look it up she'll be there um but she does all of these really awesome like walk through tours of the town and she also has another series that we may have to just 
read the first book at some point because it is all beer themed versus like a bakery oh. and the main chick is a female um brewery owner a brewmaster i don't know what they're called <laughs> I, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I don't know what their like the official term is, but she makes um beer, like creates beer, and it is in Leavenworth, oh. Washington, which is a very real place as well, and it's really cool. I'm always down to drink a beer for research purposes. Right, and I really wanted to make something from the uh, book because there's so many good recipes but yeah, I, I have good intentions of doing that too I've just had no motivation to do anything and my boyfriend is eating a vegan diet so I just did not A, have the motivation to bake but then have the motivation to bake while thinking up substitutes for everything like right. I don't have the energy within my soul for that. What uh, what was the one thing that you most wanted to bake out of it? Because I had definitely had one that I really wanted to do, and I still might. Oh, I mean, it all sounded so good. Um, the I think the Spanish pudding sounded pretty fantastic, but obviously, being a absolute coffee addict, I was like, I need that sweet heat espresso drink that did sound really good and then i also really wanted to try the spicy peach puff pastry mm. yes um, that sounded good yes you should tell our listeners um a little about your background since you know more about baking and cooking than the average person oh yeah <laughs> So I actually went to a culinary school in New York City. I went to the, at the time, it was the French Culinary Institute, um, but it is now the International Culinary Center, and I actually have a degree in um, baking and pastry um, arts. So I guess you could say I'm a professional, but... I would. <laughs> But that's not to say that, like, I don't love funfetti cake and, like, just a classic chocolate chip cookie. I think when people hear that, they're always, like, assuming that I must only love, like, ganache and French puff pastries and all the fancy stuff. And the, fa the fancy stuff is good, but I'm sorry, it's really hard to be, like, a really good classic chocolate chip cookie. Like, that has that to be. That is What's your favorite, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, God. Um, I, I really, really love a good, um, I love a good pound cake. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very much a cake person. Um, I don't like icing, necessarily. Like, I don't like, you know, the thick icing that comes on cupcakes, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more of a classic cake person, so bunt cakes, um, I'm, that's about the only kind of dessert that I will make and take in public because you don't have to decorate it. Um, mm. And I love a good cookie. I, I always call myself a cookie monster, but um, chocolate chip cookies are my, my vice. If you put them in front of me, um, honestly, I just have a big sweet tooth. So if you put anything like a donut <laughs> or a cookie in front of me, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to probably eat too much of it. Yeah, 
it's it's really hard to pick because there's so many like good things. I think I would say that cookies are my favorite because I would say actually it's a tie between a cookie and a pie because of the oh, fact. Well, it's like both of them are so diverse. Like with cookies, you there's like 5,000 different cookies that you right. can make. Like you can have a chocolate chip cookie or you can have like a lemon lavender shortbread or like oh. just all over the place. So good. And then I love pie because it's the same way. Like you can have your classic apple pie and then like a chocolate moose pie and then even like savory like a I'm chicken a big, pie. Uh, I'm a big blueberry pie fan. Love a blueberry I'm, pie. I find myself gravitating to all things blueberry. Um, I went very extra where um well rather my mom went very extra for Easter because she felt so bad we couldn't have Easter together so she ordered a vegan blueberry pie from one of our favorite bakeries in Maine, in Portland, Maine, called Two oh. Fat Cats, and they have a vegan blueberry pie, and it got shipped to us uh, via Gold Belly, and oh my goodness, so good. There's something about blueberries from Maine, like I don't know what they do to their blueberries, but they're just yeah. like little pieces of crack like if you give me like a whole bucket of blueberries from Maine I'll eat the entire bucket that's how good they are <laughs> I love it yeah but oh. now that we've worked up our appetites <laughs> I know I'm hungry now I know do we want to uh, just dive in and start talking about yeah for sure I think um for everybody that read the first book with us, thank you, um, especially the people that listened in, and I mean, I think we got a lot of positive feedback, so shout out to everybody that took the time to listen to that. I know it was longer, um, but it was, a, it was a big book, and it was a heavy read, so we wanted to, you know, go a different direction with this episode, um, and go with a, you know, a lighter read that made you feel good inside, especially at this time. Yeah, we just wanted something that would be like an easy read that would sort of keep us all, um, you know, in a good place. I mean, everybody's going through different things right now, um, but it's sort of comforting to know that we're all in it together. And even better is when you read a really fun book together and now we get to all talk about it. It's just, yeah, it's special. And, um, you know, one thing before we get started, I have a ton of people always ask me if I share a book on Bookstagram um, or if I'm just talking about it, you know, out loud. I have a lot of people who ask me what a cozy mystery is. Um, mm. So I looked up the definition, um, which is something I never have done because I've always just, you know, I've read cozy mysteries since I was little. Um, but yeah. I thought I would just give our readers the definition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a sub-genre sub of crime fiction in which sex and violence are downplayed or treated humorously, and the crime and detection take place in a small, socially intimate community. I love it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so true. I just love a cozy mystery. They're like, just like a warm cup of tea, just so comforting and fun and 
easy to read and mm -hmm. you are actually the person who really got me into them because when we first <laughs> met like essentially we've known each other for almost a year now which is like wow. time flies because I think we got together like last spring because I remember I started my bookstagram like I want to say I created it in 2018 but I didn't really start posting heavily until 2019 Right. And when I started posting heavily, we found each other on there. Yeah, and, I mean, I, and then we had our first date at a Mexican restaurant. Yes. Um, and learned that we had a lot in common. Yeah, and it was so much fun, and I'm so happy with that. We met each other on there and bonded over a mutual love of food and murder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which may creep some people out, but it doesn't creep me out. No, those are the two best things. And um but yeah, you were the one who recommended me um to pick up Joanne Fluke. And, oh, I love her. Yeah, and she was like the first uh cozy that I think I'd read. I may have read one previously like but I just can't remember. I have, like, really bad where I'll just, like, plow through books and then forget that I've read them. Like, I've even bought books thinking, Same. like, oh, this sounds interesting, and then I'll start reading it, and I'm like, I've read this well, before. <laughs> I've read this before, um, but, yeah, I love, I love them. They're so much fun. My, my mom actually got me into them. Um, Joanne Flute was the first person that I ever read as far as Codes and Mysteries. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, um, books like Nancy Drew and Trixie Belden were, you know, that was what I read. That was my favorite type of book. Um, and at, at one point, I just, I guess she was picking up these cozy mysteries, and I just kind of would read them when she would check them out from the library, and Joanne Flute was my, you know, for me, she's the queen of cozy mystery because that's just who I r read first. Um, but I've read a lot of, like, her books, and then um, there's a series called The Cat Who books, and I think those are adorable. Um, there's so many cute series. There really are, and Barnes & Noble even has a section for it. Um, mm -hmm. It has its own, you know, little, little part in the store, which is much different than it used to be. Um, I think it's becoming more of a definite genre of books so that's been fun to watch yeah there um there's so much I, I would say that growing up um my grandma is um well my nana she was from England and she was very 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 British and so she loved um all of the uh sherlock holmes mysteries oh yeah and so that's what i grew up reading and weirdly enough her absolute all-time favorite author was stephen king i love so, it so now it's like as i'm an adult and i'm like i've been thinking about it i'm like it explains so much like now i know yeah. where i get all of my like reading habits and interests and stuff it's definitely um my nana because my mom is a pretty big reader but i would say that she is more of a diverse reader she loves a lot of just literary fiction 
and uh-huh. stuff all across the board where my Nana was strictly all about like, give me the murder, give me the aliens, give me the dark, dark stuff. And she loved watching like Dateline and all of that. She was definitely, I mean, my, my Nana, you could tell we were related. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're actually the one who told me about this series, though. Um, I had mm-hmm. never heard of Ellie Alexander until you told me about her books and suggested that we read the first one of the uh, the bait shop mystery. Um, yeah. So funny story is I was sent one of her books through her publisher because oh. um, I'm on their like list of reviewers, and it was the. Um, beer series and I started to read it and I was like it's further I think I want to say it was like the third or fourth installment in the series and I was like I need to read the rest of the series because it is just so good (laughs) and um I saw she had another like you know a bake shop series and I was like oh my god Julie would love the series and then so I um followed her on Instagram and I posted the book I had received and did like you know a little mini review situation um and she uh messaged me and was like oh thank you so much for posting like she's the nicest person by the way like I recommend you all go follow her on Instagram because her a her content is so good and b she is like one of the nicest people ever And so she um, messaged me, and I was, like, kind of fangirling, and then I messaged her back, and I was like, by the way, I run a blog, and I also went to culinary school, and if you want to do, like, a little interview, and I bake one of your recipes, because I have a series on my blog called A Book and a Bite. right. I forgot that you did this with her. Yeah, so we did a little... uh, post in my series for a book and a bite where I made um these amazing um hoppy citrus cupcakes so they're cupcakes but there's a little bit of beer in the uh batter and it is like a a light citrusy beer and so it adds like almost almost a savory um effect to it but then it's topped with a citrus cream cheese uh frosting so it's Ooh. not like it's and it's not super sweet like my boyfriend who does not love sweets I don't know he's an alien um That's crazy. he loved them he was like these are the best cupcakes I've ever had so if y'all want to check that out head to uh, my website it's thebookishpuff.com but if you go in my Instagram and in my bio you can click on that and find the recipes there but also like I said make sure you y'all check out Ellie's um Instagram and her website and everything she has some amazing recipes and recipe videos um and she her content is just beautiful um so yeah she's actually got a lot of these series um even other than these the bait shop and the beer one that you were talking about I was mm-hmm. looking at her website yesterday um I follow her on Instagram but I haven't going to her website until I went to it yesterday, um, and she's got, I didn't realize she had published so many books. Yeah, she's like a, a boss, and she, if you're an aspiring author, 
she has some amazing videos including like writing uh, tips and sort of like what her process of writing is mm -hmm. and um, she, I'm always down for help yeah she does such a good job with that and we talked about it in her interview a little bit but she actually sets a time every single day just about where she has to write X amount of words before she does anything else. So I wish I was that disciplined. Right. Like I, I could never, I have about, I feel like I'm such a typical Gemini and the fact that I have about 5,000 uh, projects and good ideas that I started, but never finished. Um, yes. And I'm not Gemini and I am that way. So don't feel bad. <laughs> It's just like a series of like, oh, like uh, coming up with this concept and characters in place. And then like when it comes to actually writing the story, I'm like, um, moving on. I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, never mind. So, but yeah, I highly recommend we y'all go check it out. And like I said, the setting, Ashland. You can go on to her YouTube and there is a video walkthrough so you can like really get a visual concept of how amazing that place is. And I need to go visit one day for sure. We should definitely go, um, go there. I actually am a big Shakespeare fan. Um, and that is one thing I really liked about this book. We actually were set to go to London, like, you know, in June. Um, but we have had to reschedule, hopefully for around Christmas. Um, but one of the things we were going to do there is to go to the Globe Theater. And mm. um, since I am a big Shakespeare fan, this really, um, she got me with all the puns, um, which I'm also a big fan of. Um, but I loved this book because of, of all the Shakespeare themes. All the influence. It's, yeah. And that is like a big thing in their um town and like that is a very real thing there too it's just so cool to right. me because like when you think of these like cozy towns you always have like a place in mind like for me when i read these cozies i almost always default to stars hollow oh my god yes like from gilmore girls for those of you who haven't watched the show the town they're in um stars hollow it's just like what i envision but and if was, you haven't watched it, you need to during the uh, during this quarantine. Right, go on Netflix, Gilmore Girls, do it. You won't regret it. Um, and but for me, it was just so cool that this is like a very real town, and a lot of like the places and characters and stuff like that are really based off of real life. So. I don't know. Thought it was super cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the main character, <laughs> the main character in this is named Juliet Capshaw. Love it. Um, and I just think it, it's great. Like, I love that she balks against being called Juliet. Um, I guess I can see why you would adapt when you move out of that town. Why you would want to be called um, Jules instead of Juliet because. <laughs> You know, it makes sense when you're in that town that Shakespeare themed, but when you move off like she did um, mm -hmm. to work on a cruise ship. So what did you think of all of the characters? Did you have a favorite? Do you have one that you really don't like? 
Um, so I really did not like, um, Lance. Mm, um, I could see that. He just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, he is the artistic director in the, um, for, oh, help me remember the name of it. It's OSF, but I can't think of what that acronym stands for. I, <laughs> Basically, Oregon he is Shakespeare the Festival? For the theater. Is it the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, OSF? Exactly. That's okay. right. Um, and so their town is the hub for this festival. Um, so they always have tourists coming in and out. And Lance is the artistic director. And he just, he is a creep. Um, yeah, but like I was reading his character and I was like every single theater director that I've come across or like he just reminds me of every person that was really deep, like every guy, every man that was like deep into theater Yeah, that I know is just like, it's like a fine line of I hate you, but I also respect <laughs> you and your passion. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, a very weird, um, I don't know. I think it's because they're just, like, socially awkward people in a sense. Where their yeah. whole life is just the theater. And so everything's just, like, over the top and all of that. Um, who is your least favorite character? Oh, Richard. I was thinking, he, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's a very, uh hateable character he's just so gross like and I mean that's how I think that's how he's supposed to be he's just like a really gross person like the his physical appearance and mm -hmm. his like personality and all of that manager people just yeah and his hotel like the way she describes his hotel <laughs> I'm like ugh, like just oh I can't just so gross and yeah the way he takes advantage of people and all of that I can't I can't so uh was there ever a time that you thought about going to work on a cruise ship I uh, know I'd rather I would literally rather die <laughs> because my I just don't like listen some people love a good cruise me absolutely not because you have you're limited to what you have on that ship, meaning like a lot of it is going to be frozen. And mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're going out for a week or several days of travel, you have to make sure that you're stocking enough for an entire ship full of people. But Sorry. you can't have, you know, all of this fresh stuff that goes bad. So I don't. Like, the idea of being able to travel and see the world and all of that seems really fun. But, like, an actual cruise ship, like, I don't know why it terrifies me. Because then also, like, the the little, like, person inside of me who's watched all the true crime documentaries and stuff. Like, I know all about, you know, international water laws and, like, what happens oh, when yeah. somebody goes missing on a cruise ship. And it just freaks me out. I'm like, no. Um, 
I did like how she set it up for her to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically how she had gone off for all of these years after graduating from culinary school, um, working on this cruise ship, and, and she marries this guy, and, and the mom is just not, you know, she supports her, but she obviously isn't sold on him. Um, and I like how Ellie hides the ball um, with what happened mm-hmm. um, between them and why she decided to come back um, to uh, to Ashland. Yeah. I definitely think that the transition of, like, she got to, like, go out and see the world and do all this exciting stuff, and now she's coming back home. And, like, basically has grown up, and now it's almost like the roles are reversed between her and her mother. She's, like, having a fret over her mom, and all the different roles of all the different characters are for being like a cozy mystery a lot of the times like you can read a cozy mystery and a lot of the characters are very Mm one-dimensional and easy to figure out and I feel like Ellie does a really good job at making all of the characters very um dimensional and interesting and i like the relationships between everybody i agree um especially her and her mom her mom's character was one of my favorites because Mm -hmm. um jules kind of treats her like like she's fragile and she has to take care of her and baby her and and do everything when in reality her mom is you know out leading her own romantic life behind Jules's back and she doesn't need I mean in some sense she does need her help but she's not she's not this person who's just withering away because Jules wasn't there um which is how I think a lot of people probably feel about their parents yeah yeah I mean it is definitely um that was interesting and yeah getting to know Jules um, history and all that, like, as the book goes on, was great. I loved that. Um, didn't really care for Nancy. Um, no. not really sad she was the victim, so. Yeah. I mean, I thought she made a good, a good victim because she was so hated by so many people, um, it makes it easy to imagine that there's a lot of people that would have wanted to murder her. Um, what did you think of who actually ended up being the murderer? Did you did you see that coming? No, I like really truly didn't. The whole time I was it like, was? it was Richard. <laughs> I was Richard. like, it was Richard. Um, I never, you know, it's never the obvious person in these books. Um, I kind of. I never thought it was one of the kids. Um, never got pulled into that. I'm kind of like you. I, I think I always thought it was Richard, especially with the uh, the clue about the, the glove. Um, yeah. I just don't like him. So that's why I was like, it was him. <laughs> so you wanted it to be him. Yeah, I was like, it was him. Like, at the very least, I thought that maybe he, like, hired somebody or who knows. But the twist in the end and all of that was just, 
again, really, really fun, and I did not see that coming. No, I completely agree. Um, Caroline just came out of nowhere for me. Um, but I think that was the whole point. You know, she ended up getting hurt, and I kind of got a little suspicious when, I mean, I figured out right before she admitted it, um, which I'm sure most people did, but when she was out of the hospital and was at the, showed up at the bakery, um, and she, you know, people don't get discharged in the middle of the night, so that was when I figured it out, so not exactly um, an amateur sleuth, but... I think the mark of a good mystery, though, is is that they they leave clues that are not obvious, but they're obvious enough if you're if you're seriously looking. Um, but being a cozy mystery, you're just enjoying the book. You're not trying to, um, you know, figure out the mystery. No, I agree. I definitely like there was little crumbs and bits along the way, but I just really love the setting of the book and the world you're in and the characters that I was really more sucked into all of that Uh (laughs) and like the little details along the way like you're like oh yeah like okay like I can see how this is all piecing together but uh it certainly wasn't until the end where yeah she like comes to the bakery and everything we're like oh snap that's exactly what's going on you know yeah I mean I you know it's just I enjoyed the read I thought that it was um it was super you know just relaxing and that was what I think we were going for with the second book um in our podcast yeah. What did you think of the romance in it? Like the small um, I like that they didn't end up together at the you know, the beginning or the end of the first book. Um, it gives it a little more, you know, playfulness. Um I think it's sweet that they were high school um sweethearts and it seems like she just she knew that if she stuck around and stayed with him, she would regret it, and it wasn't fair to him. He seems like a great guy. Um, and I, I like that they didn't just, that she didn't just throw them together at the end. You know, it didn't feel like that would have done exactly right. Um, but I do hope if I get to read some more books in this series, I hope that they end up together. Yeah, I know. Um, Because, you know, obviously Carlos is not that guy for her. I am not Team Carlos. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a complicated situation, and I think that it's something that in the series that will be explored more, and it'd definitely be interesting to see how that plays out. Like, if he comes there, or if she, like, goes out to see him at some point, where she's, like, back on the shift just for, like, a period of time, or what. That would be interesting. I mean, I, I feel like that would make a good setting for one of the books, but I don't know if she would. I don't know. I just, he, he was very deceitful, and I, I don't know about you, but I expected him to have cheated. So her, um, you know, her way of explaining why Jules was so upset and betrayed instead of just making it that he cheated on her, I thought that that was really clever. 
Yeah, I was definitely sitting there thinking that he was like still with um, that chick in Spain and like was just like mailing her behind Jules' back and all of that. Like I was expecting something like that. I was not expecting that twist. But again, I think that just goes back to it being like just a really good story filled with a lot of unexpected um, surprises and, um, there was just like, it was a very, uh, fun read. Like I was not yeah. bored at any point in the book. Exactly. And that's what you want from a cozy mystery. And I think she, she nailed it with this one. Do you know if the bait shop, so the bait shop isn't her first one, right? There isn't her first series. The Bake Shop series, the Bake Shop series. Yeah. So I think she had some other books before then. I'm not 100% positive, but she has everything listed on her website, like her entire catalog and all of the different right. series she's done. I think she did a couple of novels before this one came out, um, because I think this one is like the series is like relatively new. Meaning, like, yeah, she's still writing for it, it's yeah. definitely not um, finished. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2015 or something along those lines. Like, it was, it's been like within mm -hmm. the, the decade um, that she started the series and. It's, it's really fun because sometimes the cozy mysteries are older series. So it's yeah. just like funny because you'll be reading some of these books and they'll be talking about like things that people don't really use anymore, like fax machines and yes. they won't have cell phones and stuff like that. You yeah. know? And um, I agree. So it's like kind of nice to have a. Uh, cozy mystery that's like somewhat modern where obviously Thomas was using an iPad and they all had cell phones because a lot of the time in like murder mystery books you're like oh if only they had a cell phone exactly you know so it's like fun to sort of see that and it makes it even more relatable and you can understand things a little better and I mean, I just like this book because it wasn't, sometimes with, there's a really fine line with cozy mysteries between cheesy and a good book. Mm -hmm. um, and she, this is a good book, um, you know, regardless of the genre, like I think it's just a good mystery book. Um, she does a good job with the, the storyline itself. Um, it's just very trying to think of how I would describe it it's like tightly woven like there's no holes um and that's the biggest thing for a mystery for me yeah she did a great job with sort of tying up the storyline but still leaving a lot of stuff open-ended to be able to continue the series and right. um you know keep in as intrigued I mean I'm definitely planning on reading more of her series. I know she has some really great um, seasonal books that are like in this series. Like she has one that is like based around Christmas time that just came out not too long ago. And I'm so excited for us to get into like, you know, 
colder weather and all of that because that's like my favorite time to be reading cozies in the autumn and winter. Exactly. So I'm excited a bit to do that, but I will definitely be reading more of this series because yes, it's I definitely will as well. Um, you know, maybe one day we can get her on our podcast. Yeah, she uh, offered to do a Instagram live with us, but with everything going on anxiety stress everything it was like it just there's just too much going on and it honestly kind of slipped my mind and i was like oh, understandable crap. but um when we post this we'll be tagging um her in our posts so that way y'all can go check out her um instagram and her youtube and all of her socials and um we I've already picked out next month's book, um, which I'm very excited. So excited! So, Julie, Um, do you want to tell them a little bit about that? I would love to. It is my favorite book. Um, I mean, I don't. I just have so much that I want to say about it, and I'm gonna wait to say. Um, But we are doing by um, suggestion, and it was a great suggestion. I had not thought of it this way. I kind of just think it, uh, of this book as, as my go-to for all genres. I, I don't know what I consider it, but somebody pointed out that Where the Crawdads Sing is a murder mystery, and for some reason, that just slipped my mind. Um, I think that Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens is, I call her the Harper Lee of our time, um, so I'm very excited to talk about this book with y'all in month of May. That's going to be our May pick. It is such a good pick for May and for the time. Like, again, it's another book that sort of transports you to a place and a time and a setting. And um, I've read it before, but I will definitely be brushing up on it because I feel like there's so much detail and it's such a lush beautiful story that i think it's hard to really put it in one particular genre which is what makes it such a good book club pick because there's so much to like unpack and discuss and all that so i'm really excited to talk about it i'm very excited one time my claim to fame is that she commented on my my picture of it on my bookstagram and I just about lost it. Like, I think that she is just... She's awesome. She's she's brilliant. Well, yeah, she's another author that is so big that you wouldn't think she would be active on Instagram or Bookstagram. But she is very active. Like, anytime I've posted or friends have posted, I see she'll like it and comment. And she keeps up with people and is constantly engaging with her readers online which is awesome because it's a big deal yeah i mean well it's just so nice to have we're so lucky that we live in a time where it's so easy to connect right. with people and to connect with authors like that because it just makes it so special like I, for me it's like interacting with a celebrity exactly <laughs> they are my they are my number one celebrities Seriously. So we're really excited for that. And um, we are 
hoping you all are staying safe and staying healthy and making sure you take the time for yourselves. Don't forget to, you know, really put some focus into self-care and your mental health, you know, step outside, go for a little walk, um, meditate, eat some good snacks, watch your favorite movies, call your loved ones, and just really remember to take care of yourself and, you know, and take care of your loved ones and be safe. Don't be stupid. Wear masks, wash your hands, all that good stuff. And hopefully our May episode, by the time we record it, maybe we'll be able to do it in person together. Let's hope so. Knock on wood, but we will um, talk to y'all later. As always, please, please, please feel free to message us on our Instagram, getting booked podcast and let us know your um suggestions thoughts all of that we will be posting a post for discussion so everybody can share their thoughts and chat with one another and until next month we will uh be talking to y'all later thanks for tuning in thanks guys bye bye